0: Chapter 18. A startling (laughs) deduction. I didn't know if we were going to do it together. Rule one, make them wait. Make them wait, dude. Build that into play with pace. Make them wait. So we did uh, a little new version on that song. So when we last left them, the Hardy Boys had made their way back to the Tower Mansion uh, with a new mindset of maybe it wasn't Jackley. Let's let's consider that the Applegates themselves may be suspects. Yeah, Lie to the insurance people, get even more money, and then right like the the last beat of of chapter seventeen, a light from the top of the old tower, uh-huh. a spotlight or flashlight, shines down on them. They're hiding behind a tree. Yeah, uh, and that, as we discussed, is the uh, the, the cover image from the old blue blue bordered. Uh, versions of this they've since been redone i think but now i when i see this image why would they wear such bright colors on this late night dig that that no one you know knows about they're not supposed to be there it's a good and, question right i, I mean they're, they're both they super walking neon? along angry and then like they found themselves no that was a different time where they were just walking along like from school and then they both found themselves going to the mansion or something like that maybe that was this time Maybe it was, yeah. But as a transient, even if moment. these were bad outfits, they are bad detectives. Well, yeah. So we I'm, not, this. I'm not this surprised. Is the truth. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong there. I liked just the the wording of the first sentence. It was one of my favorites. So uh, a light beam, you know, shines down on them. Yeah. And uh, do you want to do you want to read the line? Well, originally in my head, I read it as. Uh, but then we immediately found out that duck, Frank ordered in a hoarse whisper. It was a horse whisper. So and it was more like duck, I duck, duck. duck. <laughs> yeah, I can't get my voice that horse. Duck. Frank's got range. Frank, uh, yeah, Frank goes deep. I just thought it sounded like I, when I first read this. I didn't yet take the time to read like what had just happened before yeah. that. So out of context, <laughs> it sounds like he's at some some weird restaurant. Duck, Frank ordered in a horse whisper. Like, Bring me it. duck. I want duck à l'orange, please. It's almost like he handled that lied as if it was a one-liner too. Like to say it in a horse whisper would be a one-liner, <laughs> right? Like he had it coming. <laughs> You know, that's not a good one-liner, but... Duck. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mic drop. <It's> a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank. I would Classic like to see... Classic You know how they're bad detectives and stuff, and this book is about them detecting? Yeah. I wouldn't mind if there was a book where, like, it was just them not detecting anything, but just, like, going around... Like, how do they interact in public? How are they... Oh, that would be fun. Like, because, we, you know, they're not top 10 students, but what are they like in science class? Yeah. What are they... Like, does anyone know which element this is? Carbon. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Frank said. Dude, I think Frank's on his way of becoming the new Batman. I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Christopher Nolan, Dark Knight. Yeah. Here. Duck. Duck. <laughs> Swear to Duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so So, you know how (laughs) you know how you've been making those animations for the instagram oh yeah i was thinking about that i I really liked the last one with Rocco. oh Rocco from episode 17 but i was thinking about that after you did that of like first of all as we do these episodes it's typically like what's going to be animated is typically when we're doing caricature voices always I seem like, to always. I, I choose feel that. like just you and I talking, like this part here won't be animated. Yeah. It's when we slip into these, you know, little role-playing scenarios and stuff. Yeah. But then it made me start to think, like, I hope I don't become overly sensitive to it and like, <laughs> like, oh, this could be. This, <laughs> this could, could be, be the moment. moment. Yeah. That one shining moment. <laughs> Well, that's actually not a bad thing because almost every scene now we're going to go even more over the top. <laughs> I feel like now we're going to throw in a lot more voices. Congratulations, viewers! Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for all six likes of every video. Duck, duck. <laughs> I want duck. Uh, which this is followed by my second favorite line of this book. Instantly, Joe <laughs> threw himself face down alongside his brother. And I just found that so weird. I would like it also to be face first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just face plants in the dirt. Doesn't soften I also his fall with them... his hands. So just you have pff- Frank just going, Duck. <laughs> <laughs> And then he grabs his brother, throws him on the ground, but they go together. And then I just imagine them being nose to no, nose, just staring each other in the eyes. Joe throws himself face down. Oh, Joe does it himself. Instantly. And yeah. I, I like this relationship where Frank <laughs> horse duck and Joe just goes limp, <laughs> like instantaneous. And He's I, rubber at this moment. I wonder <laughs> if, like, Frank uses this power, like, at the grocery store just to mess with him, like, and we'll need to get a couple duck.
1: Fra- <laughs> Joe just
0: plants hard in the vegetable aisle at Rocco's Bake Shop. Bake Shop. That's actually damped. not a bad idea. I could see them using that as an insurance sort of scheme where they sue uh, grocery stores. They're like, yeah. "Oh, your floor was slippery. Did you see what happened to my brother?" No, we didn't. Joe's just really good here, at going he'll do rubbery. It again. Duck. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's happening to him? He's got polio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd cured it here. This is it was uncured at this pre-polio moment. Pre polio cure. Pre polio. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, so. They're they're not sure. Did the light see them? Did did someone see them? Yeah. Did they duck Were they fast beamed? enough? Were their clothes too bright? Did the light reflect off the bright neon? Who knows? Yeah. Why did we wear these? We should have worn yellow. Vests? <laughs> you know what else is yellow? What a duck! <laughs> a duck. Man, I, I set these levels before we begin, and then. when we we, we get sound hyped. check without doing caricatures. Yeah. The characters bring us up. I'm going to I'm going to tone us down just a little bit. Yeah, You're welcome listeners. Yeah. Listeners. blowing ears tonight. So so they're laying here uh just face down. I imagine they're not looking at each other. They're just staring face down in the dirt. Oh, talk, that's even better. I I imagine them side. very nose to nose staring in each other's eyes intently. But yeah, that's even better. They're just Nose in the dirt, just like a sad dogs they're just planking, <laughs> yeah uh but, they're, they're having but they' are they still discussion. carry on their conversation with nose to dirt they're like did d- did anyone see us, and Frank was of the opinion- like uh, Joe asked, well, should we st- should we just go sleuthing again, go back up to the mansion, like just move on like nothing happened yeah. like we weren't spotted from the old tower, and uh, Frank was of the opinion that if they did, they might get into trouble, they might be in trouble, yeah and and I wonder. There's ambiguity here due to the way they live their lives. Like, are they worried that they would get in trouble, like from their parents or yeah. from teachers, or are they worried that they could die?
1: Because oh, it's, well, it's the, the definitely it's, not
0: die. I, I was gonna say, like, yeah. cha- they ran they got out of death, Chet's house yeah. after somebody with a gun before, like, yeah. just carelessly, recklessly. See, I want to see but the Hardy Boys. Like, oh, I don't want Monday, yeah. to no. These guys need to be in She's gonna lock us out of the gymnasium <laughs> for a week. Oh no, no gymnasium. <laughs> these dudes need to be in a nineties horror film because they make the same decisions as the dumb teenagers in movies. Oh, absolutely I, I think the dumb teachers teenagers in movies are based off, off of, of the Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. Like, yeah, I I think these that's might a fair be assessment. The originals. Yeah. I mean, these boys are just They're real idiots. bad at what they do. By the way, there was like a television show or something in the eighties. Uh, like the Hardy Boys mystery with like flock Whoa. of seagulls, blown out bangs, like okay, str- like they it. As I look at images, and I haven't seen any of it, but yeah. as I, I see like you know still photos, screenshots of it, they look like they're both like thirty year old actors, and I don't know if they're really like I don't know if the story that makes is it them even at better. thirty, yeah, or if it's them being you know seventeen, 17 and eighteen years old. But uh, it looks just like a just a. Pure cross-section of bad 80s oh, television. I have to watch this. We're going to have to this do some sounds reviews amazing. between books here. Which That's what I'm thinking. Up. Coming yeah. up on a new season. Coming up on a new season. That means a bunch of new antics. Yeah. Today, is uh, when you're hearing this, is late March. Late March. Late March. My a God. lot has happened. We're getting close to the live finale. Yeah. Live finale coming up on April 4th. April at 4th. At the monocles Monocle. 7 p.m. We're gonna have some opening acts. We're oh, have, fantastic opening uh, acts lined up! Our live uh, reading of the book. Yep. Followed by our our discussion, our in depth discussion. There's gonna be some crowd interaction. Yeah. Hopefully, some, some you get audience to participation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You guys so, get to uh, be on the podcast don't miss if it. you show up. Tickets are free. Free. Now, at the end of chapter, or at the end of book two, if we do a live episode, I gotta imagine at that point just. Due to the demand, people are, will be yeah. at like hundred, two hundred dollars a ticket easily. So this is the show you want to be at. Yeah. This is when you want to be there. Well, I mean, at that point too, we only accept uh, gold as currency, and Bitcoin. I mean, so much happens in the future; it's going to be insane. Yeah, I know. It's Bitcoin. only. Pff, I mean, the end of two will be done this year. That's I mean crazy we'll be doing another live one this That's crazy year. Crazy to me. Our I lives know. are going to change substantially. Oh, so much with book two. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be which is, insane, what, isn't it? On the bed, this, the house on the cliff, the house on the cliff. Now, cliff, cliff hubris. <laughs> yeah, it's like the core. Yeah, party boys, and it looks like book two is going to deliver. Oh, I cannot wait. Followed by book three, the secret I wonder, of the old mill. I wonder how long into the house on the cliff that the house on the cliff is actually introduced. I'm going to say page seventy five. Seventy five. Everything else is going to be ground level. Okay, we're not going to see a cliff or a house. Cliff no cliff until no houses yeah page 75 it's gonna be i hope all these stories start with chet morton's car getting stolen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that's somehow being linked to the titular mystery later i on. think that's great too that that spare tire keeps getting stolen chet just get a new car it keeps getting stolen <laughs> no it's my yellow gel- why don't you lock your car Chet? <laughs> please they all got these single keys they know how to get in before we get back into the chapter while we're on this tangent here, yeah. I do want to take a second to say if you are listening right now, we would love yeah, we we talk about Patreon. Yes, we, we talk do. about following us on Instagram. Yes, we do. There's a Facebook page that everything goes to from Instagram that we don't actively promote. It has very few likes. You're welcome to go like that. Yeah. But it would truly, sincerely mean a lot to me if you went to Hardy and Sons Podcast dot com and there's a little form Right on the homepage, like a, a, oh. to submit a question, to say hello, to add comments, anything like that. Just just pop a little hey. Pop yeah. it, if you've got a, a question you want us to address in the live show, go ahead, throw it out there. We'll answer any question. We, we'd like to build some of that up ahead of time. So, yeah, if you're uh, feeling generous uh, and you're hearing this right now, go to hardyandsonspodcast.com. Send us a little, uh, little hello. A little love. Yeah. A little hi. You'll be featured on the show. I mean, that's a free shout out. Oh, speaking of. Oh, my God. We have a new patron and on I, Patreon, uh, a man of Italian descent, I believe. Which I was not expecting a lot of Italian support for these books. This is given is to me. Rich history, and I don't but know alas, if you've seen a photo of this man, but this man is beautiful. as As is expected of our patrons. Well, yeah, I feel like when you join that two dollar tier, as he does, I mean, yes, we deserve more than that. I mean, that's but, a given. But that's a given. It it makes you it it gives you that glow. Yeah, that they talk about. like, like That pregnancy that, glow. That patreon C glow. Ooh, I like what you did Thank there. You. Uh, of course, we are talking about Justin Dionata of Italian descent. Uh, J-Bone, as we call him. Bone J-Bone, as I like to call him. Avid listener of the podcast, friend of Avid the show. Avid listener. Yeah. Just a great man. All around swell, beautiful, beautiful. He's an Italian stallion. Okay, if there was a horse that I was going to ride, it'd be him. Wow. Powerful. It'd be him. Powerful. Oh yeah. Uh the the last thing before we get back to this chapter that we need to discuss. Um I would say that in addition uh to some of the shenanigans that we're planning for uh the live show, starting with book 2, we're going to be looking to do some guests on the podcast to, to bring in oh. some fresh eyes, to bring in some different Couple perspectives. Extra voices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh we're going to reach out obviously to our patrons who want to participate in stuff like that. And so if you uh would like to be a part of that, um Find us on Patreon, just a little bit of support goes a long way, yeah, hosting this podcast, hosting a website. I printed stickers I there you did. go. We'll have stickers, we got sweet by sticks. the time you hear this episode, there will be stickers. We'll have stickers available at the live show available for I don't know forty bucks a piece. Seems I mean fair. that's a steal. Got to make a got to make a only profit forty somewhere. bucks and, and they that's stick barely to covering our cost. Yeah, that barely like thirty nine fifty a piece, guys. That's that's a fifty. They're vehicle pricing. wraps. Sorry, I didn't say like these are the stickers that can like cover you know a Scion. That's what My I got God. that size. So you know whatever you're into, if you yeah, don't, if you have a different car, now I'm you want we wrapped need wall decals. That's basically what this is. Okay, but this it's is for also, a car. It's for car. the walls of a car, the outer walls of. a car. I mean, I would want that. I'd buy two. Yes. I mean, most people have two cars. Tell us what kind of car you have at Hardy and Sons <laughs> We right,
1: also have mugs. Let's
0: read this dumb Migs. chapter. Oh, we do have mugs. I we was thinking out of my Beautiful mugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, at this point, at I just ordered a mug for our first contest winner or a second contest winner. Uh, I'm, I'm a beautiful man of the name Sean Kirkland who will be receiving that mug shortly. Exciting. At this point, when this releases, he already received it, and yeah. he's drinking out and of it. And he loves it. He loved it. Huge fan. Huge fan. He became a patron at the fifty dollar a week level. This. Yeah, unbelievable. He told us recently too. He's curious about this one hundred dollar tier. He just wants to hear more voices. Yeah, you know, so, I get it. They want to hear what they're getting. Yeah. Speaking of Duck! what they're getting, let's get back into this. So. uh so where did we leave them? It's been a few minutes since we've been with the hardest. Uh they're on the ground. They're planking. They're saying they're should planking we continue at the tower mansion. Um and so uh they think maybe this person up in the top, the Applegates don't know about it. Let's let's go. Let's keep let's keep yeah. let's keep going toward the mansion. And if we run into the Applegates, we can be like, hey, do you know that there's somebody There's up someone there in the with, old tower? Yeah. And they start shine a flashlight on us. Do you know about that? Maybe they're stealing stuff. Yeah. So uh Frank laughs quietly. Don't let your imagination run away with you, he advised. So as the boys debated whether to leave the grounds or to go forward, the matter was suddenly taken out of their hands. And here we have, yet again, one of several examples in this chapter of that, like, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? I don't know. And the matter was taken out of their hands. That, like, catch and release tension... Like, build and let it go. Classic Hardy's. So, uh, yeah. Classic Hardy's. From around the corner of the tower rushed a huge police dog, growling and barking. It apparently had scented the brothers and was bounding directly toward them. How do you know it's a police dog? That's my exact question. I was like, okay, the police are back into this. Okay? So I guess it- it's it's in a little police outfit. The little dog plays a little, yeah, a little, that hat, plays out. little vest. It's insane, freeze it has a baton, yeah, it's saying, pause up, pause up, <laughs> <on!" laughs> all four of them. all four <laughs> the, uh, like maybe in in the, when this was written, I, maybe there was a little siren on its back, too, well, like I, I wonder is it <laughs> a little, dog just flashing a red light blur, blur. <laughs> like. Maybe breeds back then like that wasn't a thing. People didn't know a German Shepherd. Oh yeah, was a police dog. They were just like that's a police dog. Yeah, it's like a Dalmatian. Can that's only how be people a fire, talked in nineteen forty-seven. That's a police dog. That's everybody had like a smokers sort of. Like, oh yeah, one of these. Day. <laughs> everyone had a horse whisper. You <laughs> know what? I ne- I never thought yeah. maybe that's honestly how they sounded because everyone the Harpies. because they're all smokers. Do you think they smoke? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, they're cool. That's true. They're not top ten material. If you you're not in the top ten, you don't you're have smoking sweaters like this without being <laughs> yeah. cool. Those are smoking sweaters <laughs> if I've ever seen it. <laughs> Look at those pompadours too. So, uh, so Frank and Joe started to run pell Mel. Unfamiliar with the term. I phrase, am also but, unfamiliar. Uh, but they were unable to keep ahead of the dog because it's a dog. Well, I also thought, like, you boys could run home and break every record in the book, but you can't outrun a dog? Well, also, every time they go anywhere— They're always running! Well, their mom gives them chicken sandwiches or something, (laughs) like— I feel like, dude, check your jacket sandwich, pocket. Yeah. Throw one of your four sandwiches that Mrs. Hardy packed for you. Just leave one of those You're behind. You're not wrong there. They are always, for Chet being the fat one, these dudes always got snacks. Snacks on snacks on snacks. I guess we're caught, Frank said, and I hope this old fellow won't take a piece out of my leg. And then the boys tried to make friends <laughs> with the animal, but yeah. he would not let them budge. This dog's not letting us budge. I thought we were friends. And you got to Caesar Milan this thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta dominate it. <laughs> Don't reason with it. Don't argue with it. Just dominate, dominate it. Dominate it. Put the dog down like that. Uh, and then here, I think, is just a a classic Hardy Boys demonstration of their skills. What? Well, what do we do now, Joe Ast- Oh, I'm sorry, Joe Aston. Disgust. As the dog continued to growl. Well, what do we do now? That's better. Yeah, that was good. Wait to be rescued, Frank replied tersely. That's your plan? Yeah. There's a it's a dog. You can just sit there and wait to be that dog is growling. I imagine there's a bunch of saliva coming out of its mouth. It looks like it has rabies. Now I've never had an it's got a gun with a dog. <laughs> Look out. It's got a gun. it's got a gun. It's got a revolver. Oh my god. Okay. And the dog has a patch of red fur. <laughs> oh my god. case. It's, it's got a red wig in its mouth. The dog's lo- the, the dog's legs are tires clearly with fantastic tread. Did you <laughs> see that dog's paw prints? Circular. Joe gazed for 45 minutes at the dog. That paws. dog's wearing pads on its feet. <laughs> <laughs> they look and they see the dog's I'm tread, like... and yeah, it is mini circles. In Do you circles. remember this? The yeah. person had super small circular feet. Yeah. It makes to sense that it was footprints. a dog. Yeah. No one we were all that hung dog up on, got like, into the safe. They're gonna know your boot print, but they wouldn't know anyone's bootprint, but they would know a paw the print. The dog didn't put Chet's shoes on, it chewed them up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it just stole them. And she, it's a dog. It's a I'm dog. trying to think could we retcon this dog in? Like, did anything happen that couldn't be explained by just a dog? Like, Jules I mean, ins- I could see a dog driving behind him wearing a red wig. And that would explain why it was such bad driving. <laughs> yeah, that's the reckless driving. It was a dog. This dog doesn't have its license. I can, can't. He has to choose between looking out the windshield or hitting the gas. Yeah, and kind of have to go back now, and forth there. The roll one car into woods. That might have been a little hard for the dog to make. But as we already learned, this is a police dog that can speak. It's got that Congo voice machine inside of it. <laughs> and Amy loves you, gorilla, gorilla. <laughs> They were just like, I thought that was Stephen Hawkins who was calling us. But no, it's just this dog. It's the dog the whole time. And it's Oscar Smuff's dog. It's got to be Smuff's dog. Oh, man. (laughs) Case closed. that's the end of the book. Thanks Thanks for listening. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. We did it. So so a moment later, they see a bobbing light coming in their direction. And presently, Mr. Applegate appeared. He looked Uh at the boys in complete astonishment. Astonished. Astonished, back again. He's thinking, "How dumb are these boys?" Well, how astonished That's can you his be? Astonished. These boys have been there like nine times. Yeah, and they're back again. I don't yeah, think, I don't think I don't think astonishment is really. It's a, really called it's a for. terrible choice of of wording here, but I imagine as he's astonished, like seriously. Well, that wouldn't be astonished. You're right. You when fellas, you're right, you're right. Oh, I need to do a turd applegate here. You fellas never give up, do you? He remarked. What have you been doing? More digging? The brothers did not reply at once. They were too embarrassed at having been discovered, but believed that the man did not suspect what they had really intended to do. Uh-oh. And I underline that. Why else well, would you be there? What? What did they intend <laughs> to do? They went there to look. Yeah. Uh, with With the like oh man, he doesn't think we were looking well they they were looking with like the understanding of like maybe let's consider the Applegates to be suspects, but like oh, yeah, they yeah. they like they didn't have the intention of like we're gonna break in and we're gonna kill her to Applegate. Like, oh, thank God he didn't find out our plan. Yeah. Like, they didn't have thank a God plan. They he didn't see our plan. Yeah, they there's didn't a drawn-up a picture of them <laughs> murdering her at Applegate, burying him. Boys, that it's looks like, like a, a hole in the ground over there, dug to fit a human body. Floating them out to sea like they were going to threaten Smuff. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, So they, they have this little conversation, and, uh, and they say, like, did you know there was somebody up in your, uh, in your old tower They're shining a light on us? And he says, uh, my sister. Yeah, old Adelia up there. She got it into her head that maybe she was smarter than you fellows and could by the way, I'll give her the benefit of that doubt. Yeah. That she's smarter than these fellows. Yeah, there's these, no way that she's not. I mean she orchestrated teenagers. this whole insurance fraud, so she has to be smarter I still, than that. I still suspect her. And so she's where this chapter's going, I have my eyebrow raised. Yeah. But uh but yeah, at this point, uh she was looking around but uh to see if she could find the stolen stuff in the old tower, but she didn't. Frank and Joe suppressed grins as he went on. Ooh. And then Adelia decided to flash that high powered flashlight around the grounds, thinking we might have a lot of curious visitors because what <laughs> is my accent? It's a good accent. <laughs> Just I like adding it. lisp mid sentence. Yeah, we had a lot of curious visitors of the because of the publicity, apparently she picked you up. The boys laughed. Yes, she did, Frank admitted. Between her and Rex, I guess you needn't worry about any prowlers. Now Rex is the name of the dog. So uh, Turd borrowed the watchdog Rex because he was tired of people being on his land. He's like, hey, no one's going to come here if I got this mean dog. And he says, but if you want to come back. Call first, yeah, and I'll then tie I'll, Rex I'll, up. I'll keep him chained up, yeah. Also, why are the Hardys laughing at everything in this chapter? So, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, because yeah. I think it's well, it weird and borderline too much. psychotic. Yeah, little <laughs> dude, that's what I wrote down, sociopath, too. Sociopath. <laughs> uh, There's a few moments in this where a few characters are just like, this guy has m- mental issues. Yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, what is it, taxi driver? Yeah. And it's just, like, manacle laughter, like, unprovoked. <laughs> like, that's where that's where I see that's this. That's where this is going. So, uh, then, then the Hardy Joe remarks, uh, this seems to be our day for exciting events that fizzle out like wet fireworks. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the Hardy boys. Yeah. That's that's I wrote, isn't that every day? Yeah. Exciting events that fizzle out like wet fireworks is every chapter. Yeah. Is every clue, every adventure, every moment. Everything you've done up until this point has been a wet firework. Sizzling out. Yes, nothing to show Snakes for and all our work. Snakes and then and spark- I was like, what work? You <laughs> saw a play. You jumped a fence. You played tennis. You ate cake. Well, you rode even, a bus. They're not even talking about that. They say like this day, this seems to be our day for exciting events that fizzle out like wet fireworks. And this day, all all they've done tonight was... Walk They walked. They walked, and then a flashlight shined on them. <laughs> and then heard Applegate explain that the flashlight was his sister. Yeah. That's like, that's not a lot of work that's that you no really work. put in there. And I thought, like, the work mentality back in the 30s was a lot more hectic than it is now. You think so? Well, yeah. Everyone was working at like 12. That's true. Yeah. Nowadays. You'd be married by 13? Yeah. I guess. You had children by 14? Yeah. Yeah. When was electricity invented? That was in the like 1970s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was say this is all prehistoric. Come on. So the gymnasium is a cave that they have on their property. Clearly, yeah, it's like a bat cave. At supper, both Mister and Missus Hardy laughed at the boy's story of their encounter with the dog. Bad parenting. Yeah, your Let's boys encourage... almost got chewed up. I would have been like. Because were they were trespassing. Trespassing on this old man's land. is crazy dog, old man. This dog. <laughs> this dog almost ate you. They, it almost took a bite out of your leg. I, Had I'd, like, I'd like to think that because it's an old police dog that he uh, that he borrowed or whatever, that the dog would have like, oh, you're Fenton Hardy's sons. The famous <laughs> yeah. detective. I, uh, I used I to surf you. with Fenton Hardy. Good man. And I were Great detective. Force. You boys, carry on. <laughs> carry on. Tell your father. Rex <laughs> says hey. But, uh, yeah, they became serious when Frank asked his father if he thought there might be a chance that the Applegates might be guilty of falsely reporting a robbery. Whoa. And then this is this is one of my favorite paragraphs because this is where you can really see. The Hardy Boys are bad detectives, but this is where you can see where they get it from. Yeah. Because this is Fenton Hardy saying, it's possible, of course. The detective answered. But the Applegates are so well-to-do, I can't see any point in their trying such a thing. And here we go. I believe it's best for us to stick to the original idea that somebody really did take the jewels and securities from the safe and that the person was Jackley. Terrible. And to say, like, I believe it's best for us to cling to this razor-thin possibility yeah. that this dying man took credit for something... D- of which Unmorphine. we gave him all the details yeah yeah. Uh, yeah this is bad detective work Straight up, detective bad work. detective 101 yeah. taught by Fenton Hardy it must have been really easy to be a detective before technology that's true yeah I feel like so long as you had a little bit of money like people if, would believe honestly, you I bet it came down to the hat I think that's it is it's we all talk about, about the hat it. Dude, like, it's smuff. the jacket it's how deep are your pockets mm-hmm. Fenton goes up to someone opens up his jacket says look at these pockets put your hand in there before you know it your whole arms in there and then you're like okay you can arrest whoever you want sir you yeah. don't care you have a great hat You've a driver's hat. cap you have a sleuthing cap and you got deep pockets and you're wearing all three at the same time <laughs> for some reason <laughs> and you're dressed like a pirate <laughs> <But Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you sir are a great detective <laughs> thank you take your pick and arrest anyone have you seen my file case <laughs> no disguises? what's in there disguises Wigs, disguises, disguises every wig shop known to man. <laughs> I have a sheet on Bayport alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question. I like, I like him as this flamboyant Oh, I do too. I, I, I like that we're type. switching this, rip, to, this <laughs> rip Taylor in there. They're just like, the last question to find out if you're a great detective. How long before your flight do you book your tickets? 30 minutes, no more <laughs> than that. <laughs> a great detective, you are. This is the British now or something. I don't know what that was. This is one of our worst tangents, and I love oh it. yeah, it's gone off off topic and out of hand. We've still got so much more chapter, a lot left. So, uh, so they decide uh, the boys. You boys decide to go to bed that night, and Frank remarked to his, as the boys were going to bed that night. Frank remarked to his brother, while looking him in the eyes, "Tomorrow is Saturday, and we have the whole day free. I vote." We set ourselves the goal of solving the mystery before night. couple things here. What good is a vote when there's two of you? Yeah. I feel like you should just have a discussion. Maybe that's why they're free because everything else they voted on, it was, wow, split 50-50. Yeah. What are the chances of that again? But I vote we set ourselves the goal of solving the mystery before night. Why didn't you make that bet? (laughs) Weeks (laughs) ago. (laughs) When when on day one. Yeah. Let's set a goal of solving it by mid March. Why not when they put up the reward? Oh, a reward's out? We should solve this tonight. Yeah. My God. Good guys. A big order. But I'm with you, Joe replied with a grin. Surprised he wasn't laughing. Oh, he will. Soon (laughs) enough. Soon enough. So they decide they're going to go chase the railroads. Yeah. Red Jackly, Trying something new here. He was a railroadsman. They knew he was a roadsman, yeah. And, and maybe some of the people knew things about him that, that might give them an indication of what he did Which, around Bayport. If, if Fenton is so caught up on it being Red Jackley, why hasn't he done this yet? So they say, like, where's this thing? They're, they're going to, uh, let's take our lunch and make an all-day trip on our motorcycles. Yeah, brown bag and chicken sandwiches. Bad plan. Yeah. Uh, considering their goals. Like, we want to solve it by tonight. Hey, dude, road trip. Road trip. Let's road just, trip. Let's just do the whole thing <laughs> on our uh, motorcycles today. But also, their current pace is about one clue per trip. Yeah. Like, they went to New York, and they found out that the wig was stolen. Yeah. That was the whole thing. It was a famous wigger who made them. It yeah. was stolen a Kaufman wig. There was also a ten thousand dollar Morley. watch. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the watch and some yeah. paintings. It's a paintings. But the flowers in the corner of the but room. The whole trip to New York, plane tickets, hotels, all this to come back with well, the wig was stolen from Harold Morley, who was at the Hamlin Shakespeare Company. Yeah. God, I hate that I remember all that. It's fantastic. It's a great memory. But so like I, I just don't know how their expectations can be that they seem to be like, hey, let's get one good clue and let's call it a night. Yeah, chicken Sandy's at home. Chicken Sandy's at home. <laughs> Mom's cooking. Mom's got deviled eggs and Jess roast coming beef coming over for a double breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> He's bringing cake. We got cheese. We got crackers. So uh, six pack of six pack of candy bars in the fridge. It's Tommy boy. <laughs> we uh, Mr. Hardy left the house very early, so his sons did not see him. Uh, when the wife, when his wife heard the boy's plan, she thought it an excellent one. That's fantastic. And immediately offered to make some sandwiches for them. Classic, classic By the time mother. They were ready to leave. She had two small boxes packed with a hearty picnic lunch. And I thought, why not a, a little snack or a handheld? Like, yeah, give the them boys, some animal crackers. Because remember, the Robinsons' lives are hanging in the balance. They're living in the yeah. poor Italian neighborhood. Why? Why plan for like? Oh, and you guys take a good ninety-minute lunch. Like I uh, packed you – you're going to have to bake this at 350 no, no, for 45 too, what minutes What she out there. whipped up is insane. And these aren't things – and we'll get to that later. But what she made is not something you make in five minutes as no, well. No, and not something you eat in five minutes. No. And so I, I would think – and and I know Cliff Bars didn't exist back then, but like oh, they had something like that. Yeah, but like take something that you can eat while walking. Yeah, Shet's always got a pocket full of cookies get and some apples, beef jerky. Get some cookie pockets. Oh, which we'll, <laughs> we'll get to. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm very very excited. Uh, thanks, Mother, for everything. The young detectives chorused as they started off laughing. Um, they they use this term chorus a lot, like the boys chorus yeah. things, and I like to imagine that it is. With like two part harmony and yeah, the perfect. It's, it's very timing. musical. Like, it's it's thanks, thanks, mother, for, for everything. everything. <laughs> it's <was> a little <laughs> thanks off for reading me on that. But yeah, yeah. I was I knew thinking where you as going. we were reading, I was like, I should tell David we're gonna do this. Come and that on, way, we baby. Do. But then I was like, no, because we never talk before we record yeah. the podcast. It's got to be organic. It's got to be and look organic. At that. Yeah, look at that, dude. I'm in your head. Look at that. If Night that's day. not a reason to be a patron. <laughs> I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, so they so they go. Uh, to the Bayport Railroad Station, and they questioned the station master and learned that he had not been with the company uh very long and had not yeah. known Red Jackly. Um, but he says, Hey, why don't you go out? There's uh, a couple railroad crossings along the highway and interview a couple of the old flagmen who are still around. Uh there's two of them. Both of them seem to know everybody and everything connected with the railroad for the past fifty years. He chuckled. And here <laughs> and here begins just a day of, of <laughs> <laughs> the boys, it's the boys are down. So, uh by the way, we get this at the top of page one fifty six, this first paragraph. Classic catch and release of I Hardy love Boys tension. <laughs> yep. Uh, at the first one, they learned that the regular flagman was home ill, and his substitute had never heard of Red Jackley. Frank and Joe went on. What? Yeah. Give us some play with me. Yeah. Play, entertain me. Give me something. Oh. I want something. I it want a little substance. Past. So, uh... But... At the next crossing, they found old Mike Holly, Holly, The flagman there, busy at his job. His bright blue eyes searched their faces for a moment. And then he amazed them by saying, You're Frank and Joe Hardy. Sons of the famous detective Fenton Hardy? You know us? Frank asked. I must confess, I don't recall having met you before. And you ain't. But I make it a rule to memorize every face I see in the newspapers. Never know when there's going to be an accident, and I might be called on to identify some people. What a weird thing dark, to say bro. to children. Yeah. yeah. I memorize have. all faces. In case so so you someone die. gets murdered, I know who's dead. They can call me the yeah. Flagman, Mike Callie. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Mike Halley. I'm Mike, and I know your face. <laughs> <laughs> Part time mortician. <laughs> <laughs> what Oscar Sloth is to detectives, Mike Halley is. Did you say I'm murder? I'm murder, Mike? Mike. Look into my blue eyes. I'm gonna search your soul. <laughs> bright blue. Do you think eyes. his blue eyes got even bluer when he was staring at them? They're like, did you notice his eyes started getting yeah, brighter they like, and brighter? Whoa. His eyes went Super Saiyan level four. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys, uh, oh, I, I do appreciate it. the boys gulped at this gruesome thought. Well, these they, they on um, but uh, I, I, I recollect a man named Jackley, but he wasn't never called Red when I knew him. I reckon he's the same fellow, though. You mean the one that went to jail? I thought he was going to say, you mean the one with red hair? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one with the shock of red hair? Yeah. I don't know no red, but I guess you might be talking about the man with red hair. Is he out of the pen yet? That's the man! He died. <laughs> wow, so sensitive. Uh, our dad is working on a case that has some connection with Jackley, and we're just trying to figure out something about him um and then uh let's see here you, then then do what you want to do said the flagman uh then wh- I'm sorry then what do you want to do is go down to the Bayport and Coastline Railroad that's where Jackley used to work he was around the station at Cherryville that ain't so far from here he pointed in a northerly direction thanks a million said Frank you've helped us a lot immediately i thought of that scene in Wayne's world with wow. Chris Farley. Good thing we have to be first security guard. <laughs> yeah. He certainly knew an awful lot of information. That is what this scene is. I also thought that Frank should have left the conversation with, like, thanks, you've helped us a lot. I hope we don't die and you have to identify <laughs> us. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> 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 Frank laughed. <laughs> you boys, <laughs> you got pretty faces. I'm I want to wear your skin. <laughs> 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 you have. Wow! Piercing blue eyes. I stole them from a <laughs> yeah, drifter. No, they, you ever seen the movie Jeepers Creepers? <laughs> Where'd I get my peepers? <laughs> when did Jeepers Creepers come out? I like I like when these characters reference the <laughs> things from the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were rebranded. Miss Congeniality. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, wow, they really updated. When Sandy this. Bullock paints herself in neon paint and eats pizza. <laughs> I always wanted that pizza. I memorized Sandy Bullock's face in the newspaper. <laughs> wow. Mike Halley has had no shortage of accents and voices. No, in, it, in within the five time minutes, time his voice has completely him, changed. What better gift is there you could give someone? Fantastic, fantastic voices. So the brothers set off on their motorcycles for Cherryville. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a little bit of this. Oh, yeah. It's a great uh, description. Because, yeah. Uh, again, when they were... I still remember when we were in Harold Morley's dressing room at the Hamlin Shakespeare Company, there was a potted plant on the window. Yeah. And the narrator felt the need to tell us that for some reason. So many details are left out of these stories. But then they the, just the put random times to be like, oh, and there were two trees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. does those have anything to do with anything? <laughs> no, so, they were just there. They get to this train station. uh, uh, let's see. The station stood in a depression below a new highway, and was reached by a curving road which ran parallel to the tracks for several hundred feet. The building itself was a small square and very, uh, very much in need of paint. A few nearby frame buildings were in a bad state of disrepair. An old wooden water tank, about seventy yards from one side of the station house, sagged precariously. At the same distance on the other side, rose Maybe another was, water it tank. It was just old. That's what happens. This you're one, old. painted red, was of metal. And in much was of metal, uh, and in much better condition. Frank and Joe parked their motorcycles and went into the station. That's two pair, that's longer than we get like most discussions yeah. than they that they have with suspects. That was more time than they well, spent with Mike Halley. And then we even get a man in his sh- shirt sleeves and wearing a green visor. Was why, about. why did he have to be wearing a green visor? And what does it mean to be a man in his shirt sleeves? In his shirt sleeves. I imagine that his arms <laughs> are inside of the shirt sleeves. You know, like what you used to do to make it look like you didn't have any arms? Was he doing Is that it, thing where like, you, you pump it, where you make it look like the thing's coming out of your chest? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine. Well, at least I hope so. But uh, this this is when we get into this whole manic laughter situation. This is the craziest whole scene back of, of this chapter. Are you the station master? Frank called to him. The man came forward. I'm Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you've, already, you've already given this guy the horse whisper. <laughs> He's got the horse whisper. I'm Jake, station master and ticket seller and baggage slinger and express handler and mail carrier and janitor and even rice thrower you name it i'm your man the boys burst into laughter <laughs> yeah. and this is a this is like a sociopath like what are you doing kids yeah. what is wrong with this you? this man Don't- just told you everything he does he's proud of all of his titles and you laugh at him instantly the boys burst into laughter <laughs> yeah not even missing a beat if there's anybody here who can tell us what uh, we want to know, I'm sure it's you. But first, what do you mean you're a rice thrower? And I have to imagine yeah. that this next paragraph, like this cutesy explanation, was rewritten from the probably racist, racist. Asian yeah. thing that was there it was in the original draft. Well, I don't allow Asians <laughs> in the train <laughs> I'm, station. I'm a rice thrower. <laughs> I kick the Asians <laughs> off the trains when they come through town. Oh, God. I'm so glad these were rewritten. Terrible. Because now we get... The station agent guffawed, well, it don't happen often, but when a bride and groom comes down here to take a train, I just go out, grab some of the rice, and throw it along with everyone else. I reckon if that'll make him happy, that I want to be a part of the proceedings. Which, in reality, imagine these poor people who just got married, and there's a creepy man with no visible arms and a green <laughs> visor just <laughs> throwing rice <laughs> <laughs> Who is this man? Now, now we did make him creepy with this voice. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Because I wrote, this guy is much nicer than Mike. Because Mike's the one <laughs> yeah. memorizing faces in the paper yeah, for, for his identifying the body yeah, murder moment Mike of fame. He wants your face and steals your this eyes. Guy's, this guy's throwing rice at weddings. Yeah. And that's, that's much better. Still borderline creepy. So, Still borderline you know, line creepy. I reckon if that'll make him happy, then I want to be part of the proceedings. Again, the Hardys roared with laughter. Yeah, this is just hilarious. You throw rice at weddings? So, th- this paragraph. But immediately, I, I also imagine if it was something related towards being racist towards Chinese, I understand why the Hardys laughed e- even more because they're rich and racist. Yeah. It's it's not because we already know they don't like Italians. They don't like being in that neighborhood. I'm sure they don't like Chinese either. If we if we didn't say this before on the podcast, I did get an original 1927 version of the book. Oh, that's after we finish the book, we're gonna do an episode before we start book two, where we will pick a few chapters and do an actual comparison to find how bad some of this gets. Yeah. Um. So stay tuned for that. We'll find out. Maybe Mike was a nice guy all along. Yeah, maybe Mike's not too bad. Um, Or maybe Mike wears people's skin. We'll find out. (laughs) But this little paragraph, so he says that thing about the rice. Again, the Hardys roared with laughter. Then Frank inquired if the man had known Red Jackley. And that little beat, I just think, is this, like, well, I just want to make the couples happy. And the boys are like, (laughs) do you know Red (laughs) Jackley? They're back in the horse whispering. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope I'm not peaking the audio too bad on my manic laughter. I like the manic laughter though. I sure did, Jake replied. Funny kind of fellow. Worked like mad one minute, then loaf on the job the next. One thing about him, he never wanted nobody to give him any orders. Don't give me orders. Did you know that he died recently? Frank asked. No, I didn't, the station master asked. I her. wish they would have handled it like they did before. Like after he says this, he just Frank is just like he died! He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> We've moved on. Yeah. <laughs> uh so they ask, you know, can you remember any particular characteristics? And he says the guy was Jackie was a regular monkey. He was nimble as could be racing up and down freight car ladders. At that moment they heard a train whistle and the man said hurriedly, Got to leave you now, boys. Come back some other time when I ain't so busy. Got to meet this train. And throw some rice at it. <laughs> There's rice everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm the janitor. I've got to clean this up all the keeps rice too. He's throwing rice at every train that passes by. <laughs> you want your rice you station? you pulling into Cherrytown, That's the rice station. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get this whole area renamed. Cherrytown doesn't do it for me. <laughs> rice it's rice Town, Land, baby. <laughs> it's like cooked rice. Know, rice yeah, he cooks this. his rice. Yeah, There's people starving tradition. in Africa, and you're just throwing uh-huh. this rice. Were they starving in Africa yet? Did they know about it? Oh, that's actually very true. No, Sally Struthers didn't tell us yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was that who told us? Was it Sally Struthers? I think so. Yeah. Whoever was on those infomercials. Yeah. Yeah. She let us know. This is before they could give a dollar a day. Oh, yeah. So uh, the Hardys immediately left after this man threw rice. They're like, you know what? He's throwing all this rice. I'm kind of hungry. Let's go eat. Let's get some lunch. So they grab a little bit of the rice and uh, the sandwiches. And uh, they they set themselves <laughs> underneath a the tree. Uh, they propped their motorcycles against a large tree. And I thought, don't they have kickstands? Yeah. Why don't Why do you have to put your yeah, motorcycle you against, against the, this tree? I feel like you're going to scratch it, boys. Yeah. And your dad gave you these. Well, they don't care. They already, his, already went with 15 his free layers money. deep with your pen knife to make sure it was their bikes. <laughs> Every time they get wait, are these our motorcycles? <laughs> Take another layer off. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a Let's go. No, yep. that's, that's yep. Let's go. Uh, should I try my key first? No, 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 no. Scratch yeah, the paint. Just scratch it. But there's already previous scratch marks. Do you think this was us? No, I don't think we were scratching our own bikes. this one before? <laughs> that's how it starts. There's no ignition. It's a, you scratched the, the paint and it test. roars to life. I think that's how laughter. it happens. I'm starved, said Frank, uh, seating himself under the tree and opening his box of lunch. Boy, this is good, Joe exclaimed a moment later as he bit hungrily into a thick, warm roast beef sandwich. I added warm. Because <laughs> yeah, I know, but it works. Just for a it. Definitely sandwich. works. But they've been outside all day. Uh, yeah, I just can't you imagine it. Well, this the next the next item too is morning. one that you wouldn't want to keep outside, basking in the sun. Um, What's the next one? If Jackley had only stayed with the railroad company, Frank observed as he munched a deviled egg. Oh, gross! <laughs> th- this hot deviled <laughs> egg, <laughs> and not hot in a good way. This is no. just a moist. Yeah. rank And this is before egg. cling wrap. Yes. Like, this thing was wrapped in a towel. Oh, yeah. Like a bath towel yeah. or <laughs> This is not a well-kept egg. Also, uh, so, it would have been better for everyone. He sure caused a lot of trouble before he died, Joe agreed, and he caused a lot more since. The way things have gone, for the Robinsons especially. And then they pull out cookies and start munching on that. I'm just thinking, like, how big are these lunch boxes? Like, I imagine this whole conversation, they just keep pulling out more and more ridiculous It's like Mary items. Poppins. Like, yeah. pull out a floor lamp out of that thing. <laughs> yeah, full pizzas and all this. Which, by the way, as they're, so it, to take you along on the adventure, if you're not reading along, the boys gazed reflectively down the tracks, gleaming in the sun. The rail stretched far into the distance. Only a few hundred feet from the place where they were seated, the Hardys could see both water tanks. The dilapidated, weather-beaten wooden one, with some of the rungs missing from the ladder that led up its side. Well, this sounds old. And the squat metal tank perched on spindly legs. Oh, almost like it's new. Frank took a bite of his sandwich and chewed it thoughtfully. (laughs) How do you... Hmm, this is a good sandwich. The sight of the two water towers had given him an idea, but at first, it seemed to him too absurd for consideration. He was wondering whether or not he should mention this to his brother. Then he noticed that Joe too was gazing intently down at the tanks. Joe raised a cookie to his lips. <laughs> so, cookie, if you're not reading along, is spelled C O O K Y. Could it be a cocky? It could Well, at first I was like is this sort of misprinted? Like is this some like I I I I did a double take on this. But then in the next line, so Joe raised a and I'm pronouncing cookie. it cookie. Because that's what it looks like to me. Joe raised a cookie to his lips absently, attempted a bite, and then missed the cookie altogether. <laughs> oh my god! These boys, these boys are so incapable that he can't even he can't take a even bite, bite of a cookie. A cookie. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? You know, like that phrase, you can't walk and chew gum. Yeah. This boy can't sit and eat a cookie. <laughs> well, he, was, he was thoughtfully attempting to eat this cookie. and It's clear that he missed on accident. I imagine him missing and then the other brother with his roast beef sandwich and completely missing his mouth and hitting his eyes. <laughs> or, or Joe biting his finger instead <laughs> of the cookie. So finally, Joe turned and looked at his brother. Both knew that they were thinking the identical thing. The two water towers, Frank said in a low but excited tone. Almost a horse whisper. I'd say it was a horse whisper. It was a horse whisper. We're going out of this chapter the same way we went in. That was my horse impersonation. (laughs) No, it's actually more Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo was part horse. Part horse. Two water towers, Frank said in a low but excited tone. An old one and a newer one, Joe murmured. And, and Jack Lee said he hid the stuff in the old tower. He was a railroadsman. Why not, Joe shouted, springing to his feet. Why couldn't it have been this old water tower, he meant? He used to work around here. After all, he didn't say the old tower of the tower mansion. He just said old tower. I think the subtext that's missing here is he just said old tower and then died. And then died. Right then. Yeah and And we're being really irreverent about his passing, but uh, but yeah, he just said, "Old tower, old tower uh, old tower <laughs> I hope this is the one you animate, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, Frank, I believe we stumbled on a terrific clue, Joe said jubilantly, yeah. It would be the natural thing for Jackley to come to his former haunts after the robbery. Right. Frank agreed. And when he discovered that Chet's jalopy was gone, he probably thought that the police were hot on his trail. So he decided to hide the loot someplace he knew where no one else would suspect the old water tower. This must be the place. We have solved it. So, end of chapter. Boom. End of chapter. Done. Boom. Cliffhanger. And yeah, I wrote big. Cliffhanger, finally. Yeah. Look how big I'm I wrote excited. that. They've, they nailed it. Yeah. They, I have to turn the page to find out what, what is waiting for Listen, me. Listen, even though this water tower where it's been hidden the whole time was only introduced with two chapters left, I don't care. See – I'm not mad at it. And, and I'm having this, this true conflict within me that I don't think it was Jackly. And I and I don't want it to be Jackley. Not it to only be Jack because Lee of either. how flimsy the evidence was, and it was just based on this like loose confession. After they googled this dude, like I want it to be the Applegates. I want it, I, want it I want it to be, the to be Adelia too. Applegate. Yeah. And right now, I don't want the loot to be in this tower because that means that Jackley he did it. did do it. Yeah. Um, or that someone was trying to frame Jackley, which I think is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. To have picked him and and tried to make this all happen. Well, maybe it's the guy that was ill. Maybe the other railroadsman that was ill was like, "Listen, I know this guy named Red. Oh, the guy at the He's first crossing the who wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there. Oh man, accomplice. Yeah. Okay. See, See I'd, but, I'd be but, okay so with that. That makes me extra excited for the next chapter because I want this to be nothing. And I feel like as a kid, I probably like was excited for this to pay off in the positive And like, yeah, get Red Jackley. Yeah, find it. Find the loot in there. Um. And uh, and now, yeah, I, I want them to f- to fail. I want them to fail too, because this is a lesson the boys need. They've got so much sleuthing hubris that if they win in the end, they didn't learn. No, they don't learn anything. This is an opportunity for them to hone their skills before book two. That's true, and uh, yeah. and maybe approach. This things- is dude. What this is? This is the Rocky story, and no spoilers. Uh, well, this is a spoiler. In the end of Rocky 1, Rocky loses, but Rocky wins, you know? He gave it his all. That's what should happen to these boys. They should lose. To win. But, yeah. Sometimes you need to lose to win. And then train to be better detectives in Hardy Boys too. Yeah. Well, of course, in the best way they know how, by playing tennis. Yeah, and baseball. You know why we failed? Eating sandwiches. Um, Well, it couldn't be because of our sleuthing skills. No. Absolutely It's because we weren't spending enough time on the tennis court. Yeah. But you, you know what they say. What do they say? I sure hope that Jake's visor is still green in chapter 19.